beautiful, beautiful, very crispy Friday morning. Uh, it's not in the single digits yet, but it's getting there. It's getting there. It's quite it's in the low, low double digits. And uh, a beautiful morning to go further in Derech Hashem over here. We're towards the end of Perik Beis, of Chelik Beis. And that means we're in Chelik Beis, Perik Beis, Simen Ches. And let's see what, if we can maybe even wrap up um, the second Perek of the second Chelik before Shabbos. That would be nice. There's Ches and a test, but let's see, let's see what we can do over here. So Ches is the Ramchal rounding out the whole discussion of this world, the next world, balancing the books, setting the record straight, working everything out in order to make sure the tzaddikim get into Olam Haba and enjoy Olam Haba for eternity, make sure the Rishoyim who are not getting to Olam Haba can't have any arguments, tainus against the system, that their reward is rewarded to them. And we talked about who's a tzaddik, who's a rush, who's going to get into Olam Haba, who's not getting into Olam Haba, how we make that determination. We talked about there's something called a minimal quanta of Olam Haba. There is a bare minimum threshold. If you cross that threshold, then you can get into Olam Haba. We still have to deal with everything else. And in Ches, we get one final twist over here. One final detail that, that, that uh, is the last piece here in the puzzle in terms of adjudicating people's cases and administering the system of stage one and stage two, dealing with the Tzadikim Dereshaim, dealing with Schar Va'aynish, dealing with reward and punishment in this world and the next. And there's one final idea. It's a scary one. Ches concludes with something scary. And, and let me first just summarize how the system works till this point in time for us to appreciate this scary, frightening idea that we have in Ches. And what we had till now was like this. There are, again, Tzadikim Dereshaim. The Tzadikim are the people that over the course of their career, their lifetime, Nailam Hazeh, they have created a relationship with the Rebbein Shalom. They have Dveikos. They've created Dveikos over here through their mitzvahs and their Maisim Taivim. The mitzvahs and Maisim Taivim were done with someone on the other side, with HaKadosh Baruch on the other side. They were done in a way that engendered Eilam Haba. They made themselves into B'nai Eilam Haba. And they're going to go to Eilam Haba and join their, their Eilam Haba. But they have others that they picked up along the way. Taivis, temptations, trials and tribulations, places where they fell and stumbled. They has to be dealt with. Mitzvah Din has to be satisfied. So yet they have a nice, beautiful Eilam Haba waiting for them, which is the result of their mitzvahs, the result of their Maisim Taivim. It's waiting for them because they created it already. Yet, we have to deal with the, all these items that are on their record. So that's one of two things we said. Either Yisurin Noilam Hazet takes care of that, and the Yisurin Noilam Hazet, physical suffering over here, allows them to pay off physical indulgences that they indulged in over here. And if that's not enough, then we have Gehenna, which is spiritual suffering, where that comes with the clarity, that comes with shame, that comes with... The, 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 the um, uh, acute knowledge of having messed things up, that's the, the spiritual suffering of, of, of Gehenna. Either way, Tzadik goes through that purification process. We've smelted out all the dras. We're left with the pure Tzadik, and now he has only the Tzadikas left behind. That's Eilam Haba. For all practical and intensive purposes, we can now think that someone who, who, who is a Ben Olam Habo is going to Olam Habo and he's going to get there and he, over the course of his career, has, has so many items on his record that are good items. Mitzvahs that he did properly with the right kavanas. Torah, Maisim Toivim, that he did with, with, with the right intentions and they created Dveikus. So for all practical purposes, everything that he did is waiting and lying and waiting in reserve for him, awaiting his arrival in Olam Habo. The only thing is we just have to, to, to take care of all, all, the, all, the, all the baggage that he accumulated along the way. 
we're going to see in Ches is that even that is not so pashit. In other words, until now, it was like kind of black and white in terms of where do you get your reward. If you're a tzaddik, all your reward is Neilam Habo. If you're a Russia, all your reward is Neilam Hazeh. Tzaddik means the guy who's going to Neilam Habo. The Russia means the guy who's not going to Neilam Habo. We're going to see in Ches is you could have someone who's a destined for Elam Haba, he is a Ben Elam Haba, he did enough to get into Elam Haba, yet we still may have to pay off some of his mitzvahs and some type in this world. That's a very scary thing. Now that's, that's frightening. Because that would mean that the guy, Be'etzim, did things that get him into Elam Haba. And he has a lot of mitzvahs and some type that should create Tevekas and should, and should um, be able to give him a, 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 a more padded portfolio in Olam Haba, in terms of enjoying that Vegas, yet there may be circumstances within which even a Ben Olam Haba may end up dipping into his Olam Haba in Olam Hazeh, and may end up getting rewarded for part of his Olam Haba in Olam Hazeh, and his Olam Haba portfolio may be diminished in, but from getting reward in Olam Hazeh. It's a scary thing. We haven't had that yet, right? Right now is either you're a Ben Olam Haba and you get all your Tzachar in Olam Haba, or you're a Rasha and you get everything in Olam Hazeh. Now we're going to have, you could have a Muslim of a Ben Elam who does get something in Elam Hazza as well. And, and it's important just to note, before we go into the paragraph, that based on how we've seen things working so far, that is, we would call that a Chiddush. That is a Chiddush, and that's something that's unexpected. And let's see that right now, in its unexpectedness, and try to uh, figure that out. Okay, so here we are. Again, we're Perak Beis, Chelek Beis. Simon Ches, Beis Beis Ches, Babach. Here we go. Based on the principles and the rules that we have been using to set up all the Inyanim so far, there's one final distinction and a great distinction. When it comes to a person's actions, how we adjudicate them, how we deal with them, that on the one hand, he did Maisim. That would earn him a place, a front seat in Olam Haba. It would put him together with the Kibbutz Hashlem when we gather together the Tzadikim for eternity. And they're, 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 they're in, they are, 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 are um, there in the radiance of the Ziv Hashchina, the, the, the divine, and having dveikas and oneness with HaKosh Baruch for eternity. So you can have a person who did actions that should get him there. V'shir ha'ilu shi'itanu in accordance with, with, with um, you know, the, the um, stature and the, and the madrego, the level of, of, that, that is befitting those actions. But, it can, is possible and plausible that when we take those maisim and we look at them through the lenses of the mishpada elyon, Hashem's judgment, which is which is accurate, precise, and just, nevertheless, it, it's possible that Hashem will decide and determine that these actions, although they're capable of giving a person they will not in the end translate into and for this person. But he will rather get paid back for them here in this world. In other words, again, this is the first time we're having a concept like this, that you can have actions that Ba'atzim were Olam Habedika actions. They were worthy of giving him eternity, worthy of giving him Dvekas, but yet he's still going to get the reward over here. And that means they're going to be missing for eternity. If he got, can only get it one place, can't get rewarded twice. Vaz, and as a result, Yishar, Oisoyo, Adam, 
He's going to be remaining, therefore bereft, lacking the, the consequences of, of these maizim. He's going to be lacking that zveikas. And he will get into Elam Haba. He's a Ben Elam Haba. He's going to get there, but he's going to be from the Nidruga people in Elam Haba, from the lower people in Elam Haba, because he got a lot of this reward already in Elam Hazeh. He will be not in the, the ringside seats. He's not going to be at the 50-yard line. He's going to be at the nosebleeders. In the nosebleeders. He may, may, not, he may not even get a nosebleeder seat. He may be one of those guys outside the stadium in Elam Haba, desperately trying to scalp a ticket and just... You know, seeing it on the, on the, you know, catching glimpses of the game on the big screens there, in between the, the bleachers, right? Maybe even over there, but Katnea Kibbutzahu. All the way, at the, one, of the, one of the lowest, from the lowest tiers. Vine, says the Ramchal, This uh, this particular person, the person who's a Ben but nevertheless he still gets reward for some of his actions in this world, in a certain sense, he resembles the people that we mentioned earlier, They get all their schar for all their mitzvahs and are not around altogether. They don't even show up over there. The Rishoyim. For a certain aspect, he has something in common with the Rosh who gets everything in Elam Hazeb. He has, the, what does he have in common? That he's getting reward in Elam Hazeb. That you can convert his Elam Hazeb to Elam Hazeb for him. But obviously, he's not in the same league as the Rosh Mamish who doesn't show up in Elam Hazeb. They are... There's a, there, there is a vast and profound difference between this guy and the Rasha, which is obvious, Vehu, which is, Ki oisim shazachar n'shem ha-rashayim gemurim, those rashayim gemurim that don't make it to Elam Habo at all, Hinei kala kol kaich ma'aseyem ha-toivim b'schar sh'elayim ha-zeh. They're all of them, all their essence, all their actions, all of the them gets used up with their reward that they enjoy here in Elam Habo. They get a great geshmaka, geshmaka and rack in life over here, and that's everything. They don't show up in Elam Habo at all. Not even to scalp the seats, not even to, to, to be wandering, drezeching around the stadium. They don't show up at all. They're not there at all. They get everything. All of them, all of their essence, all of what they earned <clears throat> is all used up over here. The Elu, but these people that we're referring to, the Bnei Elam Habo, that nevertheless, their Elam Habo gets diminished in Elam Hazeh. They got past the minimum threshold. They made it past the bare minimum to get them into Elam Habo, so they will get there for eternity. Even if they have to go through the ringer, that's a spiritual cleansing, that's Gehenim, even if they have to be sent down to, let's say, Gehenim as a result of their actions. But, they're going to Elam Habo, but they clearly do have a share in eternity. They did enough to make their way Climb, clamber, and 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 um, and um, claw their way into Olam Haba. Ella shemipnei kilkul ma'isayim, ein mitzvah isayim magiyos ella lasayis lahem sham oisay hachelak hakatan shamarnu. As a result of their corrupted actions, as a result of their hashkases, as a result of what they did with themselves in this world, in this lifetime, in Olam Hazeh, they dug themselves a very deep hole over here, and that has affected their mitzvahs, affected what the mitzvahs can do for them. The best that we can do for them is to give them the barest minimal, 
Chelik of Olam Haba. As we mentioned last time, the Kadosh Baruch established the bare minimum that you need in terms of relationship, in terms of in, in terms of kavana, in terms of mitzvahs, in terms of what you did. The 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 the, the minimal Olam Haba. There is such a thing, and below that you can't get in, <clears throat> and above that you can just build higher and higher. So this person, as a result of where he went off over here, that will change his status to the degree that he's only able to be worthy of the barest minimum chilek. And as a result, <clears throat> many of his chusim that could have been rewarded and enjoyed in Olam Haba, will, he will now receive the schar for that in Olam Hazeh. If the Rebbeim would would have allowed him to enjoy the benefits this person theoretically, conceivably, could have been from the highest levels, the highest tier of the people in Olam Haba, based on what he did. Yet, the the um, the damage of of and destru- destruction of his bad deeds will affect him in totality that will not allow him to get those rewards and those benefits in Olam Haba. Period. That's the end of the paragraph. So let's come up for air and try to understand this. With Ramchal, it's first important to understand what the Ramchal is not saying. You know, we could have understood the Ramchal to be saying that who are we talking about? We're talking about a Yid. But why, why does he not get all of his mitzvahs in Olam Haba? Why does he only get them in Olam Haba? So he could have said based on ideas that we had so far. You know why? Because we're talking about tons and tons of mitzvahs that he did in the Shvacha Oifen. He did them half-heartedly he did them uh, lackadaisically. He did them without any any care or concern. He did them through r- r- routinely. He did them without any any um, involvement, and that's why he's going to get all this char of all those mitzvahs. Not It would be very easy to take that mahalach, and that would work, and that would stim very nicely with with all the yisoyes that we saw so far to say, yeah, who's this year that the Ramchal is talking about that's going to get so much schar from his mitzvahs? The guy, his mitzvahs were all shvacha mitzvahs. He never really cared about shaking that lulav and esrog. He was just doing it to be yitzazayin. He was doing it so nobody would, would, would mutter about him. He was coming to Shum putting on tefillin because, you know, his wife is going to think he's a shagitz. He was davening without any kavana, without any gefil, without any emotion. Okay. That's the guy who gets all his schar in this world, or all, who can get so much schar in this world. That's true, and that would be an easy way out, but that would be a cop out, because that's not who the Ramchal is talking about. The Ramchal clearly said, clearly said, we're talking about someone that if we would have given him schar for those Mrs. Noilam Haba, he would have a very nice Noilam Haba. He would be on a top tier Noilam Haba if he would get schar for those Mrs. and Meisim Toivim in Noilam Haba. So we're not talking about a guy who did his mitzvahs in a shvacha way. Shvacha mitzvahs don't give you any other mitzvahs. We know that already. It's not possible to inflate your shvacha mitzvahs and make shvacha mitzvahs into shtarka mitzvahs and to make uh, half-hearted actions into whole-hearted actions. It doesn't work like that. You know, the way you did it is the way you did it. You, you can't take a mitzvah and make it into a different type of a mitzvah. A shvacha mitzvah can't give you a, a, a nice rosy olam haba. And yet the Ramchal said we're talking about someone that would have theoretically been able to get a beautiful olam haba. So what is going on over here? If he, if he is the Ben Olam Haba, and he has so many mitzvahs in his record that would give him such a nice peckle in Olam Haba, how could it be that we're giving him schar for that in Olam Haza? And the answer is the Ramchal said the answer at the core of this paragraph. We're talking about someone who has kilkel maisim, 
who has destructive and damaging actions on his record that are so destructive, so damaging, <clears throat> that they have rendered him unable to really enjoy all those mitzvahs in Eilam Haba. Now, he's not such a total bum that he's not shaykh to Eilam Haba anymore. He's still shaykh to Eilam Haba, and he's still going to get into Eilam Haba. But where he is off and where he is corrupted himself and where he has damaged his spiritual standing has been so damaging and has been so destructive that that has been able to um, affect affect his Eilam Haba and create a situation where where the only thing we can do with this person is to say, okay, we want to get you into Eilam Haba and, and, and we would like to see you there. We'd like to see you with some Nitzchias, but Gewalt, what, what are we going to do with with this record that you have over here? What are we going to do with this record? So till now we saw the Ben Eilam Haba who has items on the record. So that's what Yisurin are for. And that's what Gehenim is for. Yisurin burn things off. And Gehenim will, will be there to burn things off. This is a guy who it's not sufficient just to burn things off. This is someone who's, in, who's smack in the middle of the tzaddik and the rasha. And that's exactly why the Ramchal sets up this comparison where the Ramchal is saying is a little bit like the tzaddik and a little bit like the rasha. The Ramchal is not just trying to say um, that, you know, to a degree we treat him like the tzaddik and that he goes to the Mahabha, to a degree we treat him like the rasha, he's getting schar over here. The Ramchal is not just coming to give us reference points to things that we encounter already. We already know these things. We had them all in these pre previous paragraphs. What Ramchal is saying is that on a level of identity, this person kind of has a foot in both chasnas over here, has a foot in the realm of the Rasha and a foot in the realm of the Tzaddik. And that means, again, what's the, what's the main def the, 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 the dividing line between the Tzaddik and the Rasha that we saw till now? The Tzaddik is the one who, who um, overall is, is, is someone that over the course of his lifetime built up a strong, healthy vibrant relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. And that is what defines who he is. Defines who he is. And he, he slips up here and there like we all do. We're all human beings. He slips up here and there. But overall, his bottom line is he has a strong, vibrant relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. The Rasha is someone who doesn't have that strong, vibrant relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. The Rasha is someone that, on, in terms of his lifestyle, in terms of the Mahal Chachayim that he established for himself, he is diametrically opposed to the Rebbeinu Shalaylam. Here and there, maybe he had breakthroughs. He had, he had bouts of sanity, bouts of, of Ahava and Yira. But, but Adzim, when we define who he is, when we define who he is, overall, his, his, his Avekshtal, his bottom line is he's someone who doesn't have a, a, a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And therefore, there's no relationship over here. There can't be Eilam Haba, because Eilam Haba is, is, is a relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and he never established that over here. That's the Russia. That's the Russia, and this is the Tzaddik. What we have in Ches is there's somebody exactly in the middle. There's someone in the middle. And there's someone that where he he um, he did mitzvahs, he was capable of having a relationship with the Rebbe Nishalaylam. And, and um, mitzad that, he is a Ben Elam Haba now. And we really could throw a lot of things into that portfolio as a result. We could throw quite a lot of things into that portfolio. However, 
This person, on the other hand, has aspects and properties of the Russia that his struggles were not just struggles of um, taiva. His struggles were not just struggles of temptations. Where he fell and where he, where he um, was out of line with the Ratzon HaBayre, where he was out of sync with the Rebbein Shalalem, he was out of sync in a way of, of a Russia. He, he's, he's, a, he's a Gansat Shantas person. He has aspects of a tzaddik and aspects of a rasha. Where he was off, he was off. And now, not just off in terms of a tzaddik, who he said the tzaddik who has to go to Gehenim, who had um, issues of, um, maybe he was beginning to become um, more more uh, established in his, in his, uh, in his averis, he began to lose harata, he began to lose his, 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 his remorse and regret over there. That was a tzaddik that in certain areas is beginning desensitized. This is worse than being desensitized. This is a tzaddik who has aspects of his lifestyle where here he's a tzaddik and here he's a rasha. Here he has a vibrant, dynamic relationship with the Rebbein Shalalem. In other areas, you know, you catch him on a bad day, catch him on a bad day, it's like, Mi Hashem HaShoreshma I'm not interested in a, in a relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalalim. I'm not interested in connecting to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And he has that in, in, in a very um, deep-seated, in, in a very um, a core, essential, and ongoing way. That's who we're talking about in Ches. So what do we do with this guy? He has aspects of the tzaddik in a certain areas. He shines. Imamish has a vibrant relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalalim, much more than the Rasha who didn't have that. But in other aspects, he has. He has properties of the Russia where he's I'm not interested. Not just the desensitization of a tzaddik who has to go to Gehenim, but a, 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 a disinterest in, in the Rebbein Shalayim. That's who we're talking about in Ches, and the only solution for this person is to pare him down to, boil him down to the basics, that okay, you, you, you did shine in certain areas, you did have that relationship with the Rebbein Shalayim, so we do have to recognize that we are going to have to Send you forward to Elam Abba because you were capable of having dveikus and you're, you're muchen for dveikus. But in all these other areas where you were, you were, you were a poisheya, what Chazal call a poisheya, poisheya is a moirei, someone who is rebellious, who turns his back on the Rebbein Shalalem. Look, that's a very serious business. That's kilkul ma'isem that the Ramchal is referring to. And, and, and the only way of us dealing with that. It's not just, Yisurin is not good enough for that, Gehenna is not good enough for that, because that is a core issue with this person, is that's going to have to use up a lot of your Eilam Habo. A lot of your Eilam Habo is going to have to get used up based on the fact that, 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 that you have a Bechino of a Russia. You have certain aspects of a Russia in, in, in all those areas where you were Paisheya. The only way to satisfy Midas Haddin, where you were Paisheya, is all the areas where you're Paisheya is going to have to use up a lot of your Eilam Habo to, to um, say that what? Okay. All these areas use a Peshaya. How do we deal with the Peshaya? The Peshaya is the one who says, Eilam Hazeh is what life is all about. This world is all, what this life is all about. Ikadar Kachrina. There are alternatives to the Rebbein Shalom's Ratzin. And the way we always deal with that is, okay, that's what you hold. You hold this world is what it's all about. We'll give you all your reward in this world. We have to satisfy that as well. And this person, where he's a Peshaya, to the degree that he's a Peshaya, the degree that he declares this world to be what life is all about, that has to... That has to be addressed and recognized and acknowledged by, to that degree, giving him a reward in this world. To, 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 proportional to the degree that he was 
uh, had aspects of himself that were a rasha. And then we're left behind with whatever, of, of, and it was still the, the tzaddik that had, uh, was, was capable of having tzaddik, and that's the part of that goes to Tzaddik Habba. Okay, so this is Ches. So there is one last person over here. It's Taka, not about, you know, the tzaddik who built up his beautiful portfolio, Mrs. Amaisim Tzaddik Habba, that's all waiting for Adam Habba. We just have to burn off the dras, burn off the imperials, burn off the Navirs, or the rasha, because everything here, and, and nothing over there. There's this guy in the middle who is, who is a, a, Okay, to bar, I'm using this as a bar lotion right now. A tzaddik viraloi. A tzaddik viraloi. Tzaddik who has rack. Tzaddik who has aspects of a rasha. This is the guy in Chesna. This is a frightening idea. It's a frightening idea. A guy who was a ben oilam haba, yet will still get paid off from some of his mitzvahs. A lot of his mitzvahs in oilam hazeh. Okay, that's Ches. Let's, let's go for broke over here. Let's wrap up the parak before Shabbos. There's one last idea that we have to speak out. Um... Which let's finish the parak and then we'll speak that out. I, I, we kept pushing this off. We, as we saw, running through the entire parak, the Ramchal keeps referring to Elam Haba as kibutz hashlemim, kibutz hashlemim, kibutz hashlemim, gathering all the tzaddikim together. Haloy Daverhu, that the Ramchal keeps referring to Elam Haba in the sense, you know, Elam Haba is about me. I did a lot of mitzvahs, so I'm going to get my reward. Elam Haba, right? What's kibutz hashlemim? Funny, awkward kind of lashon. Kibutz hashlemim, right? Kibutz hashlemim. Grouping the shleim together. Let's finish. Let's finish the parak test. V'ulam. So Tess is just the Ramchal here, wrapping things up for us. Everything we mentioned in the entire parak bays. We now have a mafteach to understanding why the good suffer in this world and why the evil prosper in this world. Right? Why do good things happen to bad people? We have it right here. We also have a good mahalach and maftech and understanding spiritual suffering, that's Gehenim, when and where that happens and for whom. It's all there as preparation for the ultimate reward in Oilam Haba, stage two, and that's why Kodesh Baruch Hu made everything, is for Oilam Haba, and in order to have a system that works to get people into Oilam Haba, and for the system of Mishpat and Sedek to be addressed, we have Oilam Hazeh and Yisurin and Gehenim. And reward in this world and the next. Ach, Tovas Hasadikim by the Mazen Nimshech Hasal Derech Acher. What about Sadikim that have it good in this world? Sadikim that that enjoy this world. Where's that coming from? That's that's a that's a separate uh, idea. Univar Lefnisiat Hashemai. We will we will talk about that in, in sections yet to come in the Sefer. The Cholzeh should be Yarnuhu, and also says the Ramchal. Important to note everything that we said thus far in the Chelik in Perik Beis is only one of two. Discussions. As we remember, the Ramchal told us in the beginning of the phase that, that we have to look at this world and the next world, the relationship between Elam Hazan and Elam Abba, on, on, on a general level and on a specific level, the Chlau and Befrat. And he's going to remind us that this whole parak was only to deal with one of the two. Everything that we had in Perik Beis is just to get a general sense, a general understanding of the general principles of how Elam Hazan is set up to get people into Elam Habba. In other words, how to balance the books and accountability. And Tzadikim Nereshoim, it's all the generalities that we had till now, the general principles. Avel in Yonah could be Kaitava Ishii. When you're talking about how Olam Hazel works as a feeder to get people on a personal level to Olam Habo, how Hashgacha, said differently, Hashgacha, till now this is Hashgacha Klalis, dealing Hashgacha on a level of humanity. How Hashgacha works on a personal level, each individual, works vastly different, a different set of rules, different discussion. We will explain that in the upcoming parak that's Perik Gimel, with Hashem's infinite help, 
That's going to be the discussion about how Hashgacha works on a personal level and how we navigate things on a personal level to get people from Eilam Hazat to Eilam Habba. And thus concludes Perak Beis. And just before we conclude, he says one word about this Kibbutz Hashleimim. Kibbutz Hashleimim. Why is Eilam Habba always discussed as putting, the gathering the Shleim together, gathering, gathering, uniting all the, the people who have achieved, achieved Shleimus? Um, it's a funny, awkward way of, of, of describing Eilam Habba. Eilam Habba is about, you know, Yedah, Yochid, and Yochid, every individual, every, every single person, Yedah, Einer. My Eilam Habba, your Eilam Habba, I'm going to get there, you're going to get there, he's going to get there. What's the kibbutz, what's the Shleimum? See, the idea is like this. Really, in a certain sense, um, I think it's, it might not even be true is that people who are not shalim still go to Olam I'm saying people who. Well, well there's different shlim. levels of shlemus. Shlemus right. is relative. So, meaning, why is it called shlim in Mashma like only the shalim go to Olam I'm sure people who mm-hmm. worked hard in life are not even close to shalim. Just well, again, okay, Shlemus, yeah, well, Shlemus is not absolute. Shlemus is relative. Right, so there's different means, levels of Shlemus. Since, that, since that's true, then it's interesting why it's say Shlemus and Mashma, like, only the most Shalim people can go on Yeah, well, he doesn't really mean that. The Ramchal, I understand your question. Um, from here it sounds that way, but the Ramchal did make it clear earlier in the parish <coughs> that there's different Madragos and Shlemus. So he, and he, he, he preempted that. The highest, the highest level? Or? No, 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 all levels of Shlemus. He, he says that earlier in the parak that there's different levels of Shlemus. So the yeah, the, the kibbutz. The question is kibbutz. What's kibbutz? Putting everyone together. What's, what's this kibbutz? So the, the emiss is like this. <clears throat> um, from the Rebbein Shalom's perspective, there is a certain idea of of a group, of a united unit of all the Bnei Olam Haba coming together. There is such an idea. It's a deep idea. Let's try to understand what we're capable of, what, what, what's given to us to understand over here. Um, the, the idea on, 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 on a, just a simplistic level is, we saw earlier in the Sefer that humanity existed in two different stages, and that was Adamishan Kaidimachet and Lacharachet. Adamishan before he sinned, and Adamishan after he sinned. And our battery is running low. Anything we probably, do we have enough to uh, enough choose to finish off this year today? Maybe, maybe not. Here, I'll get this, this part. Thank you very much, Rabbi Anderson. And Rabbi Paul, thank you. You got it? Yes. No! It showed us that we were plugged in, and then a second later, decided to shut itself off. We don't give you much time. Yeah, um, okay, so let's, uh, apologies to all those out there in uh, WhatsApp land. We are uh, just experiencing technical difficulties over here. We're in the zoo space to uh, hook back up with us over here, and we're almost there, and here we go, and okay. Back online over here, back online. Um, there's Adam Rishon before he sent and Adam Rishon after he sent. Before Adamishan sins, really, he could have withstood the Nisayin and he would have gone straight to Adam Haba. He would have gone straight to Adam Haba. But he doesn't do that. He's Chaytay. And now there's 6,000 years and there's lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of Yidin over here. 
So, so what happened to that? Well, it was, what's, what's, you know, Hashem's plan is good. It, it, Hashem had one plan for Adam and then we had to change plans because Adam was Chaytei. But what happened with, with where did all of us come from? Why, why is there not just Adam again? Adam will give him a second chance. So you were Chaytei, but now life is going to give be more difficult for you. And Raz incorporate into you and incorporate into the world. And, and uh, yeah, you have your second chance now. Where did, like, all these hundreds of thousands, you know, Shisha, uh, Shisha and Reboy, and millions of Eden, where, where the, what's going on with all these people and all these Yidin and, 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 and seven billion people in the world? Why aren't we just still dealing with other mission? The Territ says, to a certain degree, we are, all of us, splinter cells of other Marishan. And what Adamishan could have done in one action, and now Taka requires 600,000 splinters to do in 600,000 actions. When you bring Ra into this world, life gets more complicated. And when Ra's not here, life is very simple and clear, and it's one move creates Shlemus. When Ra comes into this world, the world drifts from the Rebbeinshom. When the world drifts from the Rebbeinshom, the world gets very complicated, very complex. And what other Marishan could have done in one move now requires... 600,000 Hashemahs making untold myriads of moves to get back to the same place. Said differently, Adam Rishon getting to Adam Haba is now Klaiso getting to Adam Haba. Klaiso is all different aspects of Adam Rishon. So we still see Adam Haba as the original intended purpose of what the world was created for, which is Adam Rishon getting to Adam Haba. And we're all just different aspects of this Adam Rishon. And Akash Baruch Hu still sees this as what? the original intended purpose of this world coming full circle and achieving its objective, which is Adam Harishon and all of his aspects receiving Nitzchias, receiving Hanah from the Zevashchina L'Netzach Nitzachim. That's Kibbutz HaShlem. Kibbutz HaShlem is always referring to that idea. So it's a deep idea. It's perhaps a mystical idea. The Ramchal shares it with us so we're allowed to attempt to understand it. And this is the basic understanding of this. Kibbutz HaShlem um, is the idea of Adam Rishon being reassembled. Okay, everybody got that? All the splinter cells coming back. And everyone's a different aspect of Adam Rishon. The Svarma Kadeshim tells us, you know, every, uh, the Neshama of Eid has a different place in the, you know, Chazal referred to the Neshama as coming from the Guf. All the Neshamas come from something called a Guf. Guf means is, is this representation of Adam Rishon. Every Neshama comes from a different aspect, a different splinter cell of that original, so to speak, guf, the original super neshama of Adam Rishon. So Eilam HaBab is about Adam Rishon really getting his shlemus, and all of us are just splintered into different aspects of Adam Rishon, and, and the ultimate Eilam HaBab is when all that comes back together again. So it's not really about Yechinim, it's about the Klau, and, and uh, that only enhances our Eilam HaBab when there's that reassembly in Eilam Haba. But this is the idea of Kibbutz HaShlem. Because it's a deep idea, it's a profound idea, but it's an approachable idea. And again, that's why it's always about Kibbutz HaShlem. It's about the reassembly of Adam HaRishon. Okay, everybody got that? Very good. There's a wonderful place to stop. And we have a lot to take into the mikvah today, Rabbi Said. The good news is the mikvah is open once again. Um, a lot, a lot, a lot to take into the mikvah. Keshlamo. A lot to take into the mikvah today. Don't take uh, your friend Billy with you. Billy doesn't go into the mikvah. But take everything else. And have a wonderful Shabbos. Shabbos Shalom. Everyone should be benched. Lichtige Shabbos.
Thank you for joining, Shlomo. Thank you, Yitzchak